Hi, Ghastly Ghouls. I'm your ho ho host, Lee. <laughs> and I'm Devin. And welcome to Ghastly. start by saying thank you guys for all of the listens, support, messages that we got from you guys after our first episodes were released last week. Seriously, we expected like five people to listen at first, but y'all blew us away with how many friends you shared our podcast with, how many streams and downloads had happened even in the first like 24, 48 hours. So thank you. Gracias. Danke, grazie, merci. Yes, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. You know, we expected five people and we got six, so it's been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so Devin, what's new with you this week? Well, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft because the race to world first, the NA versus EU. Um, of course. What else? Classic. I've got a two-week break from my school coming up. We just went to a Christmas party today to get ready for Christmas itself. It's an exciting week coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's new with you, Lee? I've just had a cold all week, so if I'm hawking loogies in the microphone, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty rough. It's been bad. I'm going to try to keep my voice nice and steady instead of scraggly. We'll see if that works out. So, guys, it is almost Christmas, so you know what that means. A Christmas episode. A Christmas murder. Mm -hmm. I felt a little morally convicted writing about such a traumatizing story and associating it with a joyful holiday, but that is what a true crime podcast is here to do. Yep. So get some hot cocoa and let's get into it. So I just hope nobody's holidays are even a fraction of as horrid as this story is that you're about to hear. Today's episode is going to be a mini murder-sode, but just because it's a short episode does not mean it is any less brutal. True. And last announcement, because it's Christmas and because our first week of the podcast went so well, we're releasing two episodes this week. So sit back and enjoy. Happy holidays, you guys. So let's get into the horrible Christmas-themed story. Today, we're discussing the family of a married couple. The husband is William Wallace, his wife Zazelle Preston, and their three children. The family lives in an apartment in Orange County, California, specifically in Anaheim, at the time that the story takes place in 2011. William, the husband, is 39 years old and is a dock worker. His wife, Zazelle, is 26, and she's about to graduate from Cypress College to be a counselor. Zazelle, that's really unique. I like it. Yeah, I love cool. Z names, so I, I that's a double Z. <laughs> that's A plus in my book. So she's about to graduate college to be a counselor, and she specifically is aspiring to be a counselor for domestic violence victims. They've been together for several years at this point. Zazelle's two oldest daughters, who are eight and three years old, are from a previous relationship of hers, and then she married William after they were born, who becomes these children's legal guardian. She then has her youngest baby with William very recently, with this baby boy being only seven weeks old at the time that the story is taking place. A fresh baby. The last thing I want to cover about the family, a super important detail, 
is that William and Zazel's relationship has been turbulent, to put it kindly. One huge driver behind Zazel's desire to be a domestic violence therapist is because of her own experience being abused by her current husband. Ooh, that's tough. She's like, do what I say, not what I do yeah. kind of situation. If she's in this toxic, abusive relationship and she's going into it, I respect it because she wants to help other people, but that's sad. I'm sure deep down inside, she's wanting to implement some of these things in her life. Mm-hmm but just is still in the mode of trying to learn how. Yeah. So this abuse is physical, it's mental, it's emotional, and friends, family, and Zazel's own children report William and Zazel having frequent arguments that get intense and heated, commonly resulting in William beating his wife or physically hurting her in some way, shape, or form. He's also extremely controlling toward her. William had actually already served jail time for assault against Zazel, I believe more than once, but she had fallen so far under his spell that they stayed together after his releases from jail. Her family members also recall coming to Zazel's aid when William had beat her viciously and thrown her literally into the street where she was walking around the street, the pavement, dazed and confused because she had been hit in the head by him, all while she was pregnant with their son that they had just had, you know, seven weeks ago at this point. That's like the lowest form of man. Anybody that hits their significant other, it's the worst of the worst, especially when they're pregnant. Especially a pregnant significant other. Come that on, is dude. some scum. This is not only devastating for Zazel, but for her children who witnessed the abuse time and time again, living terrified and fearful of this man that they have to share a home with, and being taught to believe that this is what love looks like. William and Zazel's relationship has high highs and very low lows, circling in a cycle of abuse over and over again. You can see why her goal to be a domestic violence therapist was a dream near and dear to her heart, and I'm sure part of her hoped that the things that she was learning in school might help mend her marriage with her husband as well, or maybe help her get away from him, or just help improve the situation in some way, because she did love him dearly, she called themselves lovebirds, and she loved showing her husband off on social media, I'm sure she just wanted them to be okay and wanted the abuse to stop. So William and Zazel are invited to a Christmas Eve party in 2011 at their neighbor's place on Christmas Eve, December 24th. So they attend the party, they have a great time, and then according to her husband, Zazel gets super drunk at this party. So they decide to leave and come home together. In typical William fashion, he finds something to become irate about. Nobody really knows to this day exactly what threw him over the edge but they begin to fight. And it doesn't take long for William to get violent and hurt her in his rage. While he's beating her, she attempts to leave the apartment, but he follows her out and drags her back into their home to continue assaulting her that night. Somewhere in the commotion, a glass table in the living room is broken by Zazel's body falling on it, knocking her unconscious. Oof. It is clear here that William pushed her into the table. Her eight-year-old daughter says that at this point, she emerged from her bedroom to investigate why a glass table has shattered. Oh, that's so sad to have your eight-year-old come and check on you. Yeah. Like, I bet these children were already awake at the point because the parents were fighting. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure away. if they're so used to it that they can sleep through it, but a glass table shattering is definitely going to wake her up. Mm -hmm. So William, when the eight-year-old comes out of her room, explains to her that her mom is drunk and accidentally tripped and fell on the table. And so William asks his daughter to help him pick up Zazel and take her to the bedroom. 
on his way to the bedroom with her, he accidentally, and I say accidentally uh, with a lot of skepticism, knocked Zizel's head against the door frame really hard, causing literal Gosh. blunt force trauma to her head after she had fallen into the glass table. Yeah. So he asked the daughter to help him pick her up. Yeah. It's and like then he... ran her head into the door frame. Yeah. Like, with the daughter wow. helping him carry her into the room. Okay. He tells her daughter at this point to get back to bed and that he's going to take care of her mom and make sure she gets into bed and gets rested. But at this point in the bedroom, after a long night of fighting, Zazel Preston is dead. Wow. Does William call the police? No. What does William do? He drags his wife's corpse into bed with him, knowing that she's dead at this point, and he goes to sleep deeply and peacefully as if nothing has gone wrong, in bed with his dead wife. Yeah, that's next level shit, for real. So he wakes up the following morning, and it's Christmas Day. Like every other house who celebrates the holiday, the kids are awake, they're teeming with excitement to open their presents, having absolutely no idea that their mother is dead in the bed with William. So William tells them, yeah, let's open presents. And this man gets sunglasses, puts them on Zazel's face, drags no. her dead body to the living no room. Way. Yeah, he props her up on the couch next to the oh Christmas tree. God. And he tells his children that she's just hung over and sleeping. She's literally, oh my god! And so he's just blaming everything on the mom. Yeah. And so his, the next thing that he says, he tells them, mommy ruined Christmas by getting too drunk. Like, he's blaming everything on her. He blamed her falling onto the glass table on her being drunk. He blamed mm. her being, quote, asleep right now yeah. on her being drunk. And all of it is just his fault, which is disgusting. What's his plan here? I don't like, think that he has a plan. Yeah. I think that he's so used to beating her up and her not dying from it mm. that he In really denial. never thought out what would actually happen mm -hmm. if the beatings were fatal. So he's just going with the flow in here, yeah. trying to make it seem like she's still alive. So her body is sitting here on the couch and he tells the children to go ahead and open their presents even though she's still asleep. So while they perceive this as an exciting moment that they get to share with their parents both in the room, it's not long before this disturbing reality kicks in. During the gift opening, Zizel's eight-year-old daughter touches her mom on the couch I'm not sure if it's to try to wake her up or just, you know, accidentally brushes a hand across her or what, but she finds that her mom's body is cold. It's not like touching a normal live human person's arm. So these children just had to celebrate a joyful Christmas holiday with their mother's corpse slowly decomposing next to them. I mean, she's been dead for hours at this point, long enough yeah. for her body to be cold. That's foul. At some point after all of the presents are opened, it's becoming clear that something is wrong with Zizel. And William casually calls 911 to report that, quote, my wife needs some medical attention, end quote. Police show up to find a shocking scene. So William is standing there explaining his wife was inebriated the previous night and she tripped and fell into the glass table and he thought she just got a concussion and passed out or fell asleep. So he put her to bed to help her sleep it off. And he said that he realized that there was something wrong with her when he woke up and she still wasn't waking up. But he's not claiming that he knows that she's dead yet. Yeah. But police have good discernment. They can tell there's much more to the story than William's innocent tale. Looking around the apartment, there is blood spatter in multiple areas. There are holes punched into the walls by William. 
and there's a door knocked off of its hinges, clearly from a fit of rage. Yeah, so at least these cops have common sense and they know something's up here. Yes, they're definitely reading the room. There is also her eight-year-old daughter in the house who can attest to the violence that occurred on Christmas Eve the night before, and many times before, because this is a pattern of abuse. And there are neighbors in the apartment complex that heard them fighting the previous night inside their apartment and outside their apartment. Poor Zazelle can't be there to defend herself anymore because he killed her. But thankfully, police know that William is involved in her sinister fate and he's arrested on the scene for the murder of his wife. At this point, it's known in that household that Zazelle was in fact dead the whole time that the children were opening presents. And now the children will have to associate that memory with every single Christmas for the rest of their lives on top of mourning the loss of their young 26-year-old mother who had a lot of life left to live. Yep, Christmas is now ruined forever. I wouldn't celebrate it. Nope. It would be done. It's really sad. Zizel's three children are, at this point, sent to live with her mother, Seidel, their maternal grandmother, so they can thankfully be loved and nurtured by somebody who knows and loves their mother and has a lot of memories of her, I'm sure a lot of like childhood pictures, so they can at least grow up knowing details about their mom and yeah. living in that environment. That's good. The murder and arrest occurred in December 2011, and I cannot find a reason why, but the trial for this murder does not take place until nine and a half years after his arrest. What? What's he been doing this whole time? Is he in jail the whole He's time? He's in jail the okay. whole time. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine then. It so took a while, but... <laughs> it did take a long time. It. I think that's the longest amount of time that I have seen so far in my that research. That is wild. But finally, in April 2021, the trial occurs and witnesses are able to testify. Her family members testify that William had tried to kill his wife multiple times before, unsuccessfully. Domestic violence was a common occurrence in this relationship. Her eight-year-old daughter speaks out about feeling her mother's cold, dead skin while they were opening their Christmas gifts, meaning that her mother had already been dead for quite some time. Zazel's mother said, quote, he beat and tortured my daughter and at the same time mentally assassinated her children. That she, is a hard statement. It is. She That's said, awesome. he showed her no mercy. Let's show him no mercy. Mentally assassinated her children. It's true. It's very accurate. Yes. That is the most brutal thing. I feel like at this point, this is the fourth episode that we're releasing. It's been a consistent thing where children are punished for no reason yeah. in like every story that we've told. Yeah. And I just don't get it. It's this next level of cruelty where it's like... Just getting them isn't enough. You got to go after the kids too. Yeah. And it's then you crazy. make it, it's like these kids are going to have to go through like 50 years of therapy and still probably won't get over it. Yeah. So finally, after nearly a decade of waiting, a jury finds William Wallace guilty of the second degree murder of his wife, Zazelle Preston, sentencing him to 15 years to life in prison. Mm. Advise everybody what second degree means compared to first degree or third degree. Yeah, so second degree is because this death was in the heat of the moment, as domestic violence often is, with no evidence of premeditation. It looks like they just were having a good time at the party. They just got into too heated of an argument, and yeah. then she died, and he didn't necessarily plan to kill her. That's yeah. why it's second degree. It wasn't degree. thought out. Yes. Although what he did to her body on Christmas morning is a level of cruelty I cannot mm. imagine. 
but it is second-degree murder. And William did not say a word at his sentencing hearing. I mean, what do you say? There's nothing. <laughs> There's no that? apology that would ever no. suffice. So You might as well sit there. It's been 10 years at this point, so he's just kind of accepted his fate. Exactly. And I do want to note that the 9.5 years that he already served in prison do count toward his overall sentence. So Zizel Preston intimately knew the physical and emotional pain that came with being a victim of domestic violence. And although she felt stuck in her relationship with William, she had a pure, caring, and empathetic heart that she wanted to use to help other domestic abuse victims heal from their trauma. And it's heartbreaking that she never got the chance to help others or guide herself out of the relationship. And William's senseless actions have sparked a cascade of trauma through many people's lives because of his actions. Everybody deserves healthy love. Everybody listening here. And if you are in an abusive relationship, please reach out for help. The domestic violence hotline is 1-800-787-SAFE or 1-800-787-3224. Feeling safe in your relationship? I know we've said this before, but it is imperative and Devin and I want the absolute best for you guys. So I want to end with saying that this holiday season, be not only thankful for the gifts that you receive, but be even more extra super duper thankful for the loved ones that you get to spend the holiday with. Give everyone an extra hug and some extra love. And thanks for listening to our fourth episode. So I've seen some of Lee's notes for these upcoming podcast episodes, and you're going to want to listen. So make sure to tell everybody. You guys have been great so far. Enjoy some family time this holiday season. Be appreciative. Be grateful. Be thankful. And please tell somebody if you're in a, a weird relationship like this going on. We don't want to We don't want to have anything bad happen to you guys. Yeah, we care about you guys, and you all have a lot of people who care about you. So thank you so much for all the support that you've given us. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad and goodbye. Goodbye.